With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is our match preview. Coming up on the show, I'm speaking to the Manchester Evening News' Dominic Booth. Our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, will also feature and a little bit from Malcolm MacDonald. Yes, Supermac as well. And there'll be an extra episode on our podcast channel with Supermac previewing Sunday's game. So we have a lot of content ahead of Newcastle United's trip to Old Trafford to face Manchester United in the Premier League. All that to come in the next Black and Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is our match preview. I'm joined by the Manchester Evening News' Dominic Booth, who is a MUFC writer. Thank you very much for popping on to the episode, Dom. No, thanks for having me. Good to be here. It's a daunting game for Newcastle on Sunday down at Old Trafford, especially given Manchester United's victory in the Europa League yesterday, 4-1 against Real Sociedad. But actually, if you look at the form recently of Manchester United, in the league, they've only won one of the last five, and yes, it was a, a 9-0 victory against Leicester, but is there cause for optimism from Newcastle's point of view that Manchester United are maybe a bit vulnerable in the Premier League at the moment? Yeah, I think there is probably. I think United have, have struggled for a bit of fluency of late. Uh, like you say, the four-goal performance against Sociedad sort of boosts them a little bit. It gives them a, a what they what they obviously needed after the drop points against West Brom, against Everton, um, and also against Sheffield United, they lost at home against them. And, and like you say, the nine nil against Southampton has, has been the only uh, positive league performance of late. So I think from a Man United perspective, I think the fans obviously looking at this game against Newcastle is a really good opportunity to to get back to winning ways in the league and to maybe transfer all the transfer the form from the Sociedad game. Uh, into domestic matters, uh, so I think it very much depends how, how Newcastle are shaping up and whether they can exploit the obvious deficiencies that United do have, you know, defensively and um, and often breaking down teams who are, are rigid and solid at the back has been a problem of uh, Solskjaer's side this season. I think many Newcastle United fans will be looking at that result against West Brom and thinking that is how we can approach this game and get the the better of my United. Can you just explain to our listeners who maybe didn't watch that game, didn't know how it went down, just how West Brom frustrated Manchester United? Yeah, I mean, they, they were everything that you expect, really, of a Sam Allardyce side. You know, they were very, very solid at the back, very physical and strong. Obviously, didn't give an inch in the tackle. And then they, they exploited uh, what is a weakness uh, of United's from set pieces. Uh, and they got an early goal, which obviously helped the cause as well. And from that early goal, two minutes in, it was a it was a real struggle, a slog really for for Man United to break them down. They obviously got one goal for Bruno Fernandez, but it, it never really looked like a game that that they were dominating, which is a big concern really against a team like West Brom, obviously struggling so badly as they are. And that has been a theme of the season where it's been a struggle sometimes against these teams, uh, especially at home. Actually, the West Brom game was away, but especially at Old Trafford, teams have come and, and defended well, and United have have made heavy weather of it. 
I think many Newcastle United fans will look at how the Magpies performing against Chelsea. Again, references were kind of made. It was like a bit of a training game for Chelsea uh, for large parts of the 90 minutes. If the same pans out against Manchester United, where Newcastle just kind of sit back, they don't press, they just allow Manchester United to have the ball and, and come at them, how would that suit the Red Devils? Well, they want teams to come and play at them. There's no doubt about that. With the pace that they've got of Marcus Rashford, Mason Greenwood, Anthony Martial, if he starts, that's what they want teams to do. And that's what Sociedad did on Thursday night, which was to their detriment, really. He played with such a high line. Uh, and United, who had less possession in the game, actually, were just able to pick them off time and time again on the break. I think they created double the amount of shots, despite, like I say, having uh, less than half the balls. I don't see that happening on Sunday. Uh, obviously, Newcastle fans will know that better than me, that that's not their style. So, yeah, I do think it'll be a case of, of maybe like the Newcastle-Chelsea game. Can United break down the the 11 men that are probably going to sit behind the ball? And like I say, said before, that's not, been a, that's not been a formality this season by any stretch of the imagination. I think many Newcastle United fans, and I tend to agree with this opinion, the kind of label... Newcastle of fearing some of the sides, you know, fearing the top sides. And if Newcastle do come in to this game and, and kind of they come with an approach that a point is what they can get out of it at best and, you know, maybe the, the idea is not to lose by quite a few goals, how will my United take advantage of that? Is that something that can, can my United kind of smell the fear in opposition and they look to the pounce on that? Yeah, they used to talk about the aura, didn't they, that Old Trafford had and that United had under Ferguson uh, and almost teams were beaten in the tunnel beforehand, weren't they? They, they came scared and, and they didn't look like they were ever going to get anything. Obviously, that has changed post-Ferguson and, and Solskjaer has, has desperately tried to bring some of that aura back and some of the swagger back about United, which I think he has to an extent. The, the, the football is a lot more attacking than it was under Mourinho and Van Gaal. Um, but, you know, Newcastle have got recent history of doing well against United. There's um, there's that win with Matty Longstaff scoring um, St. James's Park. They gave them a scare, I think, in the reverse fixture that season, although United battled back to win that game. Uh, I think Longstaff scored again early on in that in that one. So there's a bit of recent history there that tells you that, that Newcastle shouldn't be written off. And I wouldn't write them off, even though I do make, uh, make Man United big favourites. In the reverse game this season, Man United ran out 4-1 winners and Newcastle scored really early on and Steve Bruce got a lot of criticism for then just allowing his side to sit back and gradually my United came into the game and I mean it could have been a, a, a scoreline of much bigger numbers had Carl Darlow and my United maybe not been as wasteful. Um, do you see them having that dominance once again in, in this fixture? Yeah, that was an important game at the time because United had started the, the league so badly and they desperately needed a, a performance and a result to, to sort of restore confidence in Solskjaer's job and, and the team selections that he was going with at the time. He sort of went back to basics then with like Fred and McTominay in front of the back four, which has been the sort of platform for, for most games since then. So I see I see it maybe being a similar game to that, to be honest, with, um, with United dominating the ball. And yeah, they will have the, they'll have the better of the chances. It's just like you say, Will they be wasteful or can they take the chances? I think if Newcastle get an early goal, the neutrals will be in for a great game because, you know, it will be, um, 
you know, it'll be all siege mentality from United from then. But if United get an early goal, I think it probably will be a bit of a formality. Um, you know, that's the one thing that I guess Steve Bruce will be wanting to avoid. And in terms of Manchester United's aim, obviously second in the league, but they look up and there's Manchester City what, 10 points ahead. Many people put them down as favourites to win the Premier League title. But of course, it's not over until it's over. I mean, Newcastle and Manchester United know that very well from that season when the Magpies had a 12-point lead at the top of the Premier League table. Sorry, listeners, for mentioning that. Still, <laughs> me to talk about it. But do you, is there an England, is there a feeling that Manchester United can catch their rivals at the top of the table and therefore, you know, they've got to start winning kind of every game and making sure that it's it's not just one win and then a draw. It's, it's, it's a consistent, like, winning run and it starts tomorrow, uh, sorry, Sunday against Newcastle. Yeah, they have to do that. Whether they're title challenges or not, I think is a bit of a moot point because the way Man City are playing at the moment, you know, United could win every game from now to the end of the season. They still wouldn't win the league. So I think it's just about cementing the progression that from last season, finishing third, but a long way behind the top two, you know, 30 points or something to, to the lead as it was, which, you know, no United fan really wants to see. They want to see a much closer title race and if they can string some results together and maybe challenge Man City I think that's a bit of a bonus I think if if United did cement themselves in second that would be seen as a, a positive season without a doubt and like you say it's these games against Newcastle they they literally cannot afford to slip up in there's, there's been far too many this season and United fans will be be an outpouring of frustration if it happens again without a doubt We'll get back to Dom in just a moment, but just a quick reminder to please like and subscribe to the podcast from whichever platform you get it through, whether that be Apple, Spotify, or Alexa, wherever. Just hit subscribe and all the episodes will drop straight to your device the moment they are released. And if you have the ability as well to leave a rating and a review on your platform, please do so. It just means the episode gets a little bit further and we really do appreciate it. Now let's get back to the Manchester United. Let's talk about Bruno Fernandes because he's just my most favourite player in the Premier League. He's absolutely brilliant to watch. How do you think he would enjoy playing against Newcastle United side, which is likely just to kind of invite the pressure on, as we've mentioned previously in the show? Yeah, I mean, it's key to everything, isn't it? Where would United be without Bruno Fernandes this season? You, you shouldn't to think, really. Even against Sociedad on Thursday night, they were labouring a little bit. Marcus Rashford had missed a couple of big chances and it was a massive relief to United fans when the next big chance did fall the way of Fernandes and he obviously took it home and and he's just a talisman and that sums, sums him up, really, the way he carries United forward and he demands more of himself and more of his teammates all the time. He's also a risk taker, and I think that's absolutely key in games against teams like Newcastle, who are going to sit deep. You need that spark. You need someone to unpick the defence. Uh, and I think he is a player like no other, like you say, in the Premier League, and his ability to to take a gamble, try something that other players probably wouldn't do. He scored an absolutely phenomenal goal. Um, I think it was the winner, or the second goal. Obviously, there was two two later ones at St James's Park in the season, but that that finish with Fernandez at the um, from a really tight angle at the near post to to seal that win was like another fantastic moment of his. And yeah, he keeps producing them, and United all hope that he keeps doing it. We're going to hear now from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder. Well, it's never normally a happy hunting ground for Newcastle when they go to Old Trafford. But going into this game, I think they probably will class themselves as having a little bit of a chance. Um, 
bear with me on it. I think really the chance for them will be, you know, that Man United are playing the third game in, in six days. So that will give them a little bit of an opportunity in terms of tiredness, the travel, all that, that, that sort of stuff. Uh, there's no guarantee on that, of course, because realistically, Newcastle um, know they're going in against a, a you know a top class side who are capable of winning a European trophy this season. But they'll probably think they've, they've got a, a bit of a, a bit of a chance. I mean, you look at that Chelsea game in the second half. Newcastle were a little bit better. Uh, we are now led to believe that there was some harsh words exchanged uh, during the halftime break, and you know the last time that happened. I think Jamal Lascelles at Southampton a few years ago, you know, really let fly. And basically, I think they need something like that. They needed a different voice to, to say something because it's just been going through the motions. And I hope in the, the last 14 games, they can dig deep and find something. But it won't be easy at Man United. You know, Newcastle go there without Callum Wilson. It's going to be another opportunity for Dwight Gale. Um, Newcastle got to get the, got to get the service right for the front man because otherwise you know they're going to have absolutely no chance and they're going to have to defend better than they did in the first half at Chelsea so it's an opportunity in, in some ways they've got to go there with a bit of hope they've got to have that belief but you know overall Newcastle are struggling they're looking over the shoulder the gap could be cut again by Fulham before that game even kicks off so we'll see exactly uh, you know where they can go after this one so there was our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, just after Steve Bruce's press conference on Friday morning. A little bit more optimistic than uh, I thought he might be there. And he, Lee points out the fact that my United have played quite a few games over the, the past recent uh, week or so. How do you think that'll play into preparation for Sunday? Yeah, it's been an issue all season. I think that, that you, ha you have to praise Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because he has rotated his team very regularly and I think all the better managers have done that this season you know Pep Guardioli you don't want any of his players in your fantasy football team because you've got no idea who's going to start it's like that and United are not, not quite at that level where they can afford to do what Guardiola does people like Fernandes, Rashford, Maguire, Wambasaka, they always play but it, it is a concern managing the, the schedule for, for Solskjaer I, I guess Newcastle they'll be glad to have a free week as well, to be honest, because they've had, you know, everyone's had two games per week pretty much um, with this weird and crazy season. So if that's one way that, that they can think they can exploit United, then I'll be interested to see if it does play out. Uh, you know, fatigue has, has been something that Solskjaer has denied uh, to be a factor this season whenever United have come up short. So they won't be using that as an excuse if they do slip up against Newcastle. Um yeah, so I'll be interested to see. I don't think it'll be a Newcastle performance where they'll be particularly running around a lot anyway. I sort of expect them to be sitting deep and you know letting United make the running and then picking them off on the break. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, you mentioned there that the break Newcastle have had. They did have nine days to prepare for Chelsea and they looked like they'd played four games in a week when this, they came out because they were just so lethargic, pedestrian. And it was a real shame to see given how the held on against Southampton you were expecting you know despite how tiring that was you were expecting some kind of positive bounce and it was just it was again it was a, a training game for Chelsea in many ways in terms of Manchester United's weaknesses of you know Steve Bruce rang you up and said this is I, I need a bit of guidance here what should I be looking for what would you where would you point him in the direction of 
Well, it depends who starts for United in some key positions. There is some debate about, about who will start in goal. Uh, David De Gea has been error-prone this season, for sure. Dean Henderson has not been absolutely perfect, but he's a very, very good number two keeper who's who's done well at times this season when he's been called upon, uh, including in the Europa League game. So if De Gea starts in goal, I think there's an obvious weakness there. He, he does struggle when asked to, to come out and command his area. Struggles at set pieces. That can probably the same can be said of Victor Lindelof, who's been starting at centre back. Again, Eric Bay played in the, in the midweek game, so he could possibly come in and, and maybe eradicate that that issue. But by himself, it is is vulnerable at times and can be quite erratic. So the the Bayer the Bayer Maguire partnership or Lindelof and Maguire partnership, if Newcastle can exploit that physically, I think that's probably key to to their battle plan. Uh, and also targeting the goalkeeper uh, and, you know, just play on, on the fact that United have not got a huge amount of confidence in the league at the moment. They've not been been scoring hatfuls other than that one nine nil game. You can you can frustrate them and you can get at them defensively. You know, that's that's without a doubt. It's interesting you mentioned Harry Maguire because I've been speaking to Newcastle United legend Malcolm McDonald. There will be an extended version of our chat going out on our podcast channels on Saturday morning as we preview the game against Manchester United. But as we're about here in this short preview, Malcolm has a way, has a tactic he thinks might work against Harry Maguire. So let's hear what he has to say. In terms of personnel, Malcolm, for Sunday, would you make any switches? Or would you, you know, would you keep Dwight Gale in, for instance, but maybe just switch him into that middle? I'd, I'd keep him in because it, because you, he is your one hope of, of scoring a goal. Um but I would play him with Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll will be a threat. He'll go and take Maguire on. And he'll push at Maguire all over the place. And Maguire doesn't like that. And it's a, it will be a real physical battle. But that means that while, while the focus is on that battle going on, Dwight Gale, he'll just nip in and, and, a, and a ball will just pop out of, of, of that squabble going on between the two big lads and all of a sudden he's in. That is your chance of, of, of getting a result out of the game. But Bruce won't do that. Newcastle would go out uh, um, almost housebound. They, they won't have that freedom to, to just, they won't have, they won't be they won't have the strength, they won't have the, 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 the um, positioning um, to, 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 put a, uh, to make a threat on Manchester United. Great to hear from Supermac, a legend of Newcastle United. And like I say, if you check out our podcast channels on Saturday morning, you'll hear the full version of my chat with him. It's a half an hour preview. We really do set the world to right when it comes to Newcastle United. It'll be live for 5am, so just hit up the channel. You know where to find us. Dom, having heard from Malcolm there and his his approach that he would take on Sunday, has he got it right? Could Andy Carroll start and give Harry Maguire a bit of a game and perhaps bully him around the pitch? I would disagree, actually. I think I do think that Maguire is probably more vulnerable to pace, and obviously that's not Andy Carroll's game and never has been. Dwight Dwight Gale might be the the one to to exploit that. I don't know. I think obviously Newcastle have got. A few other forwardish types. Um, I'm a big fan of Ryan Fraser. I don't know whether he's fit for the game, but I'm a big fan of his. When he was at Bournemouth, he had a couple of good games uh, against United from memory. 
Uh, and obviously Miguel Almiron has been has been good for you guys this season as well. So I probably would go against that. Um, but like I say, I think it's Maguire's partner who may be vulnerable physically. Um, if it is Lindelof, then maybe Carol does come into it and set pieces come into it, like I said. You mentioned just previously there about Tegea being a bit error-prone. It was interesting that against Chelsea, Tuchel said he was playing Kepa to build that confidence up. So maybe, you don't know, Solskjaer might may, might take the same approach and think I'll try and build some confidence up and play Tegea against Newcastle. Not that he'll be, I, I don't think he'll be very busy, um, in all honesty, unfortunately, from a Newcastle point of view. In terms of strengths, now we've spoken about Bruno Fernandes and what he can do. Obviously, Marcus Rashford um, knows where the net is. But what is the main strength that Steve Bruce really needs to try and target? And is it a player he needs to keep quiet? Is it a, a you know a, a tactic he needs to shut down? Where does my United's main strength lie? Yeah, I think you you'd say Fernandes again, really, wouldn't you? And and what he creates and the runners that that United can get going off him. If Rashford's in good form, if Mason Greenwood's in good form, the understanding that Fernandez has with those players is 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 excellent. And they've got the recent confidence maybe from the Sociedad game with Rashford scoring and Fernandez getting two that they can kick on now and start finding that fluency again that I spoke about before. I think the fullbacks from United actually have been much improved of late. I think anyone who's watched Luke Shaw this season will have been surprised by his performance levels, maybe. He really is hitting new heights in terms of United form and should definitely be in the England conversation, I think, in my opinion. And Aaron Wambazaku is, is an improving player all the time. Uh, he scored his first Premier League goal last time the um, United and Newcastle met, actually, and he scored since as well in the in the Southampton game. So I think the pace that United have and the, the cutting edge out wide together with, with Fernandez's uh, ability to, to knit it all together. I put Luke Shaw on my fantasy team. So based on what you've just said, solid there, bet. A solid bet. It is fantastic. And, and Bruno Fernandez is my captain as well. Um, so I'm trying to see the positives. If Newcastle don't win, then maybe I get some points that way. Yeah, hedging. Um, <laughs> is this a game then? And I, I kind of I think I already know your answer, but is this the game that Manchester United fans look at and think it's got to be all three points? And if if you don't get all three points, something's gone wrong somewhere. Yeah, they, they fancy it. they fancy it really as a as a banker. I have to say, I know I'm speaking to a Newcastle audience here, so I, I don't want to completely uh, vilify myself. But uh, you know, United fans do feel very confident, and they have to really. There's two games that United have after this against Chelsea and Man City in the league. So if they don't win this one, they are making it really hard for themselves, and they could be pulled into the top four battle when really they want to be looking ahead of themselves to to the title race rather than that. So. I personally am confident that, that Man United will win the game and I think many of the fans are as well. But you can never be sure with the Solskjaer team. That's what, the one thing that I've said throughout and I, I'll stick by that, that you can never be certain and something lurks around the corner that tends to destabilise uh, Solskjaer every now and then. I, I am fairly confident that it won't be on Sunday, but, but we'll see. You mentioned our listeners... I already know I'm going to get a few comments by the fact you keep referring to Manchester United as United. I know, I do. I need to stop doing that. I thought about that before the start of this podcast. <laughs> In terms of Newcastle United, you mentioned Ryan Fraser there, and he is fit. He's just not been picked uh, to start at the moment. It's been a bit hit and miss for him. But is there anyone else that you're really looking forward to seeing 
in action, uh, and maybe Alan St. Maximum, you mentioned Miggy. I mean, is there anyone that stands out for you that you are looking forward to seeing? St. Maximan is a player that I like, actually. Uh, he was very, very impressive uh, in that game when Matty Longstaff scored the, the winner in a 1-0. He was absolutely superb. Just United players, just Man United players, just didn't seem to be able to get near near to him. And I can't quite understand why he, he's not more of a, a star, really, for, for you guys. I do, I do think that he's the kind of player that, that Steve Bruce might want to build a side around. Uh, you know, he's got an X-factor. I can certainly see him playing for a, a, a team even higher up the league. You know, if they came calling in, in the transfer window, again, I'm vilifying myself there by saying by saying that. But I'm a big big fan of his. Um, and Fraser and Wilson when they're together. I know Wilson's not available, but I, I think they they promise a heck of a lot. And I was a big fan of them at Bournemouth. Hmm. I mean, I think some Maxman and Bruce. I think Bruce has tried to do that, build a team around him. He played him in a number ten. Rule and that didn't work, and that was kind of at St. Maximum's request. And then COVID struck, and St. Maximum's really still feeling probably the effects of long COVID. I mean, he's back and he's fully fit, but I think he's still trying to get into to the stride again, especially because he had something like six weeks without doing anything at all. You know, wasn't training, wasn't even keeping his fitness because he was just so hit by COVID. So I still think we're, we're still yet to see the best of St. Maximum. And the worry is, is that when he doesn't have a good game or he's not on form or it doesn't come off from a, you know, the opposition mark him out the side, like Chelsea did anyways, Newcastle are, are very restricted in what they can do because the plan is, it's pretty clear what the plan is. It's give it to Alan St. Maxman and we'll let him do him, do his magic. And when he does it, it's brilliant. But sometimes he holds on the ball too much, doesn't make the right decision. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And then you're looking round and thinking, well, where's what's what's plan B? So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Steve Bruce can can maybe just work on a bit more. And hopefully that begins from Newcastle point of view anyway on Sunday. And we'll finish, I guess, then just with your score prediction. I ask all our guests on the show to do that. It's not something many like doing, but Dom, how is it going to end on Sunday? Yeah, I think I'll say... I think I say Manchester United to win by two goals, uh, whether it's three one or two nil. Probably maybe say three one because I just do, I think they have vulnerabilities in defence and there could be a, a goal from a set piece or something like that for Newcastle. So a comfortable ish victory. We've seen so many times that it hasn't been as comfortable as as many Man United fans would like. But I'll say three one, and then you can clip this up and share it when it's not three one on Sunday afternoon. Well, we do appreciate you sparing the time and popping on the Everything is Black and White podcast. To everyone listening, please remember to like and subscribe to the channel. We do appreciate that as well.